UCF Zurich, how are you guys doing? So I'm so impressed and so feel welcome that, that you guys are here this afternoon. Well, anyway, uh, this is my first time coming to Switzerland or speaking in Switzerland, in, especially at ICF. So it has been a great day. This is my third service. Yeah, my fourth time speaking. We had a business lunch uh, during the break between service two and now. So I've been enjoying the big day or this special day. So I just want to say thank you to Pastor Leo and Susanna for having me and Hannah. This is our first time coming to your church. And also thank you, Pastor Dr. Robbie Nolin, for actually introducing us. Without Dr. Robbie, we won't even be here. We won't even be friends. Bishop, thank you very much, Bishop. Uh, it was Bishop, Dr., Pastor, and Professor Galaxy. Do I miss something? Well, so, and, and besides that, I'm bringing greetings from Jakarta Praise Community Church and my pastor, Jeffrey Rahmat. Uh, some of you might have heard of him or uh, listened to him when he was here. So basically, I wanted to thank Pastor Leo also for actually allowing uh, Pastor Jeffrey to getting a transformation, actually. Let me tell you why I'm saying this. There was one time, you know, if some of you have heard Pastor Jeffrey, He's a very reserved speaker. When he speaks, he, speak, he speaks constantly in a very constant intonation. He doesn't go up and down too much. And then the speed he speaks uh, would be constant. He would not be like going too fast and then slow down. He would be a constant speaker. But one day he came back from a conference in Zurich called ICF Conference. He's a totally different person. He came to me and he was saying, I've never seen him before. Usually, if I see Pastor Jeffrey, if he's happy, he would be, if, if he's sad, he would be not too much of a difference between very happy and very sad because that's his personality. But after coming to ICF, he comes to me and I look at him, he's a different person. I said, what was going on? He said, you have to go to Zurich. You must see what is going on there. I said, what is going on? You will not believe it, he knows, because the reason he's telling me, because he knows I've lived in Europe for a long time. He has lived in Holland for a long time. I've lived in Germany for a long time. He knows that I know how it is here in Europe. He says, you will not believe it. In, in Zurich, there are thousands of people getting together, excited for Jesus. I say, huh, I won't believe you. Excited for Jesus? <laughs> no way. No way Swiss will be excited. In my mind, Swiss would be like Jeffrey. Like, you know, if they go to church, they say, you will not believe it. They're clapping. I say, clapping? <laughs> and here you are. So I'm, I'm, very, I'm very impressed. And, and I believe what God is doing will bring even a greater future for this nation. Do you believe it? Yes. So, in the first service, second service, I've experienced with my own self here. I still couldn't believe it that I'm seeing what God is doing here in your midst. So it has always been a pleasure for me to come back to Europe because every time, especially during the Christmas season, I, I miss Europe a lot. I lived 14 years. I speak a little bit of German. Some of you have said German Deutsch here or the others in English. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so Nolin would not understand what I'm saying. So, uh, 
Well, ich vermisse Deutschland. Uh, ich vermisse ganz, ganz uh, viel eigentlich Europa, uh, besonders uh, während der Weihnachtszeit. Glühwein, die Kälte, <laughs> die Kälte. You guys don't miss the cold, right? I do miss the cold sometimes. Because in, in Indonesia, where, where I'm home, Christmas is always hot, warm, humid. So I, many times during Christmas season, I would miss the cold. I would miss, you know, the Christmas market, the atmosphere. So besides that, uh, I wish every time I would, if I would get a chance to come back to Europe, uh, I, the other things I miss is actually everything is so clean here. <laughs> clean, too clean. Your, your, your trams feels like in the hospital, too clean. <laughs> and then everything is very precise, right? Like a Schweizer Uhr. Very precise, you know, the train starts at a certain time, you know, stops at a certain time. You, you know, in our country, you never know whether a train would come or not. So <laughs> it's totally different. So when I, I moved back after living 14 years in Germany, I, I was actually challenged by God to move out of my comfort zone, move out of the predictability of life in, in, in Europe, because everything is all well-planned. Like this morning I was sharing uh, with the morning service, I said that you are so well-planned, so well-organized, you know exactly what is going to happen next year when you're going to go to Olaf. You know exactly which state you're gonna take your Olaf. You know exactly which plane you're gonna take to Mallorca you know exactly which train you're gonna take to the airport before you leave to Mallorca, and you know exactly when you're going to buy your bikini which you're gonna to bring to Mallorca, <laughs> and then you know exactly which hotel you're gonna check in, you know exactly what time you'll be sitting in on which part of the pool and what time your pina colada would come. <laughs> you like everything to be very well planned, but what I sense in my heart is God is challenging you like he has challenged me 16 years ago, to step out of your comfort zone, in 2016 especially, to step out of everything that is so predictable in a good way. Don't leave that. That is your Swiss good quality. Don't leave that. But if you don't move out of your well-planned, organized, clean, precise world, you would give no room for God to do a miracle he wants to perform in your life. God wants you to step up your comfort zone, your security, to step into the unknown with God. Especially when I was living in Germany, I was almost permanent. I almost had a permanent security because here you have all the insurance you need. Krankenversicherung, Sozialversicherung, alles ist versichert. Even the, even the, the hund is versichert. Uh, <laughs> Uh, the dog, even the dog is, is you know, insured. Back home in Indonesia, we don't have insurance. We haven't kein Krankenversicherung. Man soll nicht krank werden. Du darfst gar nicht krank werden. So you shouldn't, you shouldn't be sick because you don't have insurance. So basically, God was actually challenging me 16 years ago to step out of my comfort zone, my secured environment, to move into the unknown, but not alone together with him. If you would allow him and give him room to move into your life, 2016 will be one of the most and biggest adventure you will take because he's gonna bring you into the unknown and you're gonna have stories to tell by the end of next year what he has done in your life.
Does this make any sense to you? So, are you ready for the message? So the message, what I'm going to share with you this afternoon, I titled it Rich, uh, which actually in English is easier uh, because this morning was translated to German. Well, German rich means rife. Rife uh, has five letters, while in English, rich has only four letters, R-I-C-H. So I'm going to share with you about living richly or living a rich life. But some of you may be thinking, he's going to talk about rich. Doesn't he know who, where he is and who he's talking to? He's in Germany. Germany, uh, sorry, Switzerland. <laughs> Switzerland, one of the richest country in the world. Doesn't he know that we are already here? And he may be coming from the land or country that is down there. <laughs> he's trying to teach us about living or being rich. So I'm not trying to teach you. But what I'm trying to do with the time I have is actually trying to share with you a different perspective about the blessings God has given you and I, and actually bringing you to a different perspective, a different journey, especially what I've gone through the past 16 years, going back to Indonesia. So uh, I'm gonna start sharing this message by telling you uh, a research done by Harvard University. Maybe Dr. Robbie has heard of it. Uh, Harvard University, uh, especially the medical school, has done a research called Adult Development uh, Program. And I've listened to this guy on TED Talk called uh, Robert Waldinger. If you are interested, you can actually Google him and, and look, uh, listen to his talk. So basically, uh, uh, Harvard University has done uh, a research, and this research has been going ongoing for 75 years. This research started in 1938. So basically what they do is actually studying 724 men, and it started when these men are all in teenage years. So basically there are two groups of young men they are studying. The first group are the teenage boys who are going to Harvard for college. They are attending Harvard for college. Then the other group are actually young boys from the Boston's poorest community. So basically they are following the lives of 724 men and ongoing for 75 years and the report came out or Robert was sharing the result in 2015, 75 years after they have been going into the research. Every year or every two years they would take the blood sample, scan the brain of these people and also do interviews and also videoing uh, them talking to their families and so on and so on. They're, they're doing a lot of stuff during the 75 years. And Robert is the fourth director of this program because this program has been going for a long time and is still ongoing. And from this 724 men, there are about 60 left still alive. They are all in their 90s. So what I'm gonna share with you is actually the the outcome of what they have found in the research, and this is going to be the, the opening or the beginning, what I'm going to share with you. So the first finding of this research is they have found that relationship or social connection is actually the most important thing in someone's life. Because in another research I've learned, I've read another research, um, research, uh, among the millennial generation. And this research shows that the millennial generation, 
80% of the millennial generation says that they want to live a rich life. They are pursuing wealth. Reason why they're pursuing wealth, because they want to live a happy life. So many of us uh, are trying to work hard. The reason we work hard in our lives is because we want to have a better life. The reason we want to have a better life is because we want to be happy. So in other words, we're actually understanding that if we have, we could be happy. If we do not have, we can hardly be happy. So we are trapped in that kind of mindset, which I'm one of them too. So, but this research shows that besides 80% of them trying to get rich to be happy, 50% of the same people says they also want to be famous because they think if they are famous, they can be happy. I'm not sure about being famous can be happy, so I'm not sure about that, but 50% of these people want to be happy. They want to be happy by being famous. So, reason I'm telling you this, because this will bring me to the point what I'm sharing with you, why I, I think uh, happiness doesn't come from what you have, but happiness does come from something else. So these are four letters, or these, these four letters would describe what I'm trying to share with you. Lesson number one stands for relationship. So if you have a good relationship, this research was saying that if you would have a strong and good social connection, you end up living a healthier life and happier life. This is coming out of a research that has been ongoing for 75 years. And after I shared this message uh, during the business meeting, somebody was coming up to me and he was telling me that his wife's grandmother is 110 years old Swiss lady. And she was actually telling the same thing on videos when she turned 100 years old. Then she was, and this couple was telling me, what you're sharing is the truth, and my grandma has shared with me the same thing, and the grandma is still alive. And the grandma has shared the same thing with them. Then this research says that if you are having a strong social connection in your life, you will turn out happier and healthier. When I look into the result, it doesn't surprise me because this is biblical. The Bible says that it's not good for men to be alone. And that research says that loneliness kills. You can only be happy if you have social connection. You can't be happy just because you have a lot. I, I live in Europe enough to understand that European likes to live an independent life. When I was living in Germany for a long time, I started to remember that I didn't really know my neighbors a lot. Even though I lived at the same place for a long time, still remember I lived in Offenbach for eight years. I didn't really know who my neighbors are because, you know, in Europe, you don't like to be bothered and you don't like to bother too much, right? Because you have your own life. dich um deine Es geht mich gar nicht an. There's a saying, you know, you know, take care of your stuff, don't bother me. So, but this research shows that relationship is the most precious and important thing in your life to keep you happy and healthy. And I know that uh, not many of you would have good relationship or good family life. Uh, I still remember Hannah when we first got married. She 
told me that Christmas is actually not a good season for her because Christmas is the moment, is the time when she felt the saddest. Because why? Because she grew up in a family that is broken. She doesn't have proper family. In other words, until today, she doesn't know who her biological father is. Her mom is a single mom. And basically, Christmas is not a good season to get together because she doesn't have a family to go to. I don't know where you come from. I don't know what your family background is. But this is what I know. The devil try to steal relationship from your life. The devil try to rob your life because if, if he can rob relationship from your life, he can, rip, he can rob the most precious treasure God has given you in your life. The Bible says that it's not good for man to be alone. So reason why I'm actually not flowing the way I am because I keep on listening to something that is actually in my heart that is not in my mind. It's not part of what I plan to say. Let me say this. I usually don't say this a lot. There's someone sitting here. You have a hard times and you had a very bad experience in your relationship. I know that in Europe, you don't want to get too close to someone and you don't want to let someone to get close to you too easily because you know why? Because sometimes relationship can get messy. Because getting close to someone, conflicts, and you know, it could be a lot of issues between the relationship that won't be comfortable for you. I just sense that in my heart, I'm speaking to some people who have been or who has been having struggle in your relationship and you are saying in, in, in your heart, enough is enough. I think I should leave relationship alone. I can be happy if I'm just on my own. If I would have more, if I would just pursue my own dream, if I would just go on my own, I could be happy. Let me tell you, the research is showing that you can only be healthy and healthy if you are engaged in a social connection. So that's why I thank God for church like this, because especially in Europe where people are independent, people are on their own, you may not have options in your family, you may not have options in the places where you work, because you don't have people who share the same value with you to build relationship with. I thank God for community like this, because this is where you can actually open up yourself and trying to trust people and let people trust you. Even though it's risky, so I'm, I feel like I'm challenging some of you who are sitting here in this afternoon service to start open up yourself again, even though maybe you have been hurt before, maybe you have been cheated before, maybe you have had bad experiences. I start seeing that some of you are actually, especially in the holiday season, you are going to your big family. Well, you, you would want to spend time with your family, especially during the holiday and Christmas season. But once you get there, you can't stand any longer than one hour. You, you can't wait for the time to get out. You know, you know why? Because you can't stand the heat that would exist or the heat that would come because you know, rubbing shoulders with someone too close is always not easy and not comfortable. I don't know whom I'm talking to, but I just feel like these are not the things that I plan to say. That's why I was struggling when I was 
starting to speak to you because these are the things that I did not say the whole morning. So I just, I just sense that some of you are having bad experiences and struggling in relationship. Do not let the devil drop from you because beside social connection will bring you to live a happier and healthier life. The second findings of this research is that uh, relationship, the quality of the relationship would actually keep you healthy longer. The reason they are saying this is because that, that what would keep someone healthy in the 90s is not their cholesterol level, it's not their sugar level, it's actually the quality of their relationship and that would even keep their brain memory working until they're in the 90s. They would not lose their memory. It's all within the relationship. So I think I have to jump on to the next point before I lose all my time. But let me just say this to you. Whoever you are, whatever past you have recently in your marriage, especially when you had a bad experience in your marriage, give God another chance. Let God and let the Holy Spirit bring you out of your protected world to bring you into the unknown and let him guide you to live an adventurous life he has prepared for you. Does it make any sense to you? Yeah. Okay, let me jump to the second point. So besides relationship, the second word I'm going to introduce to you is influence, I for influence or impact. I personally believe that a rich life is an impactful and influential life. To explain to you, let me ask you to think about these two quizzes. Quiz number one would be the list of uh, people who, is well known, who are well known, who are the best of the best in their world. And quiz number two are just ordinary people in your life. Let me start with quiz number one. You can just think about it, answer it in your mind, and then we'll move on to quiz number two. So if you're interested in sports, think of five names, uh, the best of the best in that major of sports you're interested in, soccer, uh, tennis, she, uh, badminton, golf. golf. Think of five names, five winners, or if you like books, maybe Pulitzer. If you like film, Oscar winner. Uh, if you like politics, maybe five president, presidents of a certain country. Uh, Nobel Prize winner, Oscar, Mr. Universe. Uh, five names. Okay? Think of five names. If you're done with that, Go to quiz number two. Think of names, think, think of names or people who has uh, helped you before in your life. Someone who is there for you when you're in the deepest moment of your life. Someone who has helped you when you are actually on your own and he or she was there for you. Names of someone who has taught you something precious or useful in your life. I was sharing this morning, someone who taught you probably table manner, taught you biking, skiing, swimming, taught you Chinese, Swiss. I, I was sharing that somebody was teaching me when I first came to Germany. 
I never knew how to use, you know, I've never seen so many f knives and fork, forks at the same time on the table. I didn't know how to use them because I always use chopsticks or my fingers when I was back home. So I didn't know what to do and I was pale and I really didn't know what to do. And then there was this gentleman who sat next to me and he didn't want to embarrass me and he was only whispering. He said, from außen nach innen, von oben nach unten. That was simple, but unforgettable and precious. I, ha I didn't have to embarrass myself. So things like that. So I believe that you have people who taught you something precious in your lives. People who has been inspirational to you. So let me ask you these questions. Which one is easier to answer, quiz number one or quiz number two? Most of the time people are telling me quiz number two are easier to answer because even though quiz number one are the list of people who are the best in the field, but you know what? You can hardly remember them because you know they don't care about you and you don't care about them. Reason why you remember and you would never forget people in list number two because even though they are ordinary people, you know that they care for you and you mean something to them. So one day, if I would be in the box and Nathan, my son, who is here, would stand next to my box and I would be proud, he would say, I miss you, Dad. I miss the moments we had playing cards in London. I miss the moments we had with all our friends in Chury. I miss all the moments we shared during Christmases and holidays. I miss all the moments we share. I miss you teaching me swimming. I miss the moment you taught me speaking Chinese, even though I didn't want to speak Chinese. <laughs> I would be proud if he, if he would miss all those moments, rather than he would say, thank you, Dad, for this house you live for me. Thank you, Dad, for the property. Thank you, Dad, for the cars, the watches you live. You know, I would be proud if he would have me on his list number two. And let me ask you this question. Would you want to appear in list number one of people around you, or you would rather appear in list number two of the people around you? So week in, week out, here, you get the chance to look into someone's eye and someone's life and find a need and meet a need and be influential and impactful in their lives, week in, week out. Every single week, you, have given, you are given the chance to be impactful in someone's life. So question is, are you reaching out? And are you living a rich life? Or you only care about yourself? Let me quickly move to next point before I lose all my time. So the, first, uh, the third letter that I'm going to introduce to you is the letter C, contentment. Contentment means you live lack of nothing. So the, the Bible in Proverbs uh, chapter 30, uh, it gives us a very clear understanding about living a poor and living a rich life. I think in verse 7 through 9, uh, Solomon was actually sharing about what it means to him being poor, what it means to him being rich. He said that a poor person is someone who will always take and say, don't bring me to live in poverty because I would steal and bring embarrassment to you. But don't bring me to prosperity that I would forget who you are. So even though he doesn't want to be poor, he doesn't want to be rich, 
it doesn't mean that he wants to live just average and just surviving. You know that he's not surviving. He's the richest man ever lived. He has 1,000 women. You need to be rich <laughs> to be able to support 1,000. It takes only one to bring you to poverty. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. So some get it, but some just, you know, forget about it. He has more than enough. But what he was talking is about mentality. So I noticed that many people feel that they live in lack because they have little. That's why people work harder. People strive to get more. I only live in a small apartment, only one room apartment. If I would have two rooms, I would be happier. I only drive a smaller car. If I ever have a bigger car, a better car, I only have a small pay, only if I would have a bigger paycheck. If I would have more, I would be happier. I'm going to tell you, you would not. Because you would only be happy, you only live a rich life. If you know how to say enough. Because Solomon was saying that the bridge to leave the town of lack to move into the city of prosperity, of abundance. Well, I, I try to avoid the word prosperity because it sounds American. <laughs> to leave the town of lack. Sorry if you're American. To leave the town of lack, to move to the city of abundance, is the bridge called enough. If you try to get more, to live in abundance, you never reach that town. I've seen people who has now got more, but they still haven't left the town of lack. They now even lack of more. They need even much more. But today, whoever you are, whatever your situation is, if you would be able to say enough, as is genug für mich, Danke. Thank you for the husband you give me. Even though he doesn't have so much hair like he used to have. <laughs> but as is Kanuk, I don't have to replace him with someone better. Thank you for the wife you've given me, even though she was much smaller than she is now. <laughs> we have the terms in Asia, buy one, get one free. <laughs> You buy the size of four, you now get the size of eight. It's called buy one, get one free. Even though she's double the size, as is Kanuk. Mea is Kanuk. Once you say you used the word Kanuk enough, immediately you leave the town of lack. You move to the town of abundance. And Solomon is saying, you're going to live a contented life. So, someone who is rich and living in abundance is someone who can always give, even though, no matter how much he or she has in his hands. I was telling the story about how God has challenged us in Indonesia to bring the mentality of taking to become the nation and generation of giving. You can't change your world 
before you are you are before you are willing to change your heart, because poverty or prosperity, abundance, has nothing to do with what you have, but has to do with who you are. Prosperity is more about your being rather than your having, because a lot of people have, but they still live in poverty. That's why corruption is a huge problem in our country. Corruption happened. Not because the people who takes has nothing, it has a lot, but they still take because they have a poverty mentality. Corruption happens because of poverty mentality. So I pray you all will go out richer, even though you go out with the same person you come in, even though you go back to the same home, even though you will go back to the same work, but you go back with a different mindset and mentality. You go out richer. Amen. The last one, I'm going to read one verse for you. This is the letter H, stands for humility. First Timothy chapter 6, verse 17 and 18 says, Command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant, nor to put their hope in wealth, which is so uncertain, but to put their hope in God, who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. Command them to do good, to be rich in good deeds and to be generous and be willing to share. Today, I just want to challenge you as you go into the first week of 2016, as you're going to give God room for Him to work out miracles in your life. I just want to remind you before you get wherever God wants you to be, just to remember it's all because of Him. Never allow that pride to come into your heart or your lives to steal all the blessings away from you. Jesus says that you want to be the first, put yourself to be the last. If you want to be lifted up, put yourself to be servant of others. I pray whatever blessings God will bring to your life, you'll never become arrogant and understand and know that it's all God who has brought this into your life. Amen. Can I pray for you before I give it back to the worship leader? Let's pray. We thank you this afternoon, especially for friends who are here this afternoon who has had a very bad experience in past in their relationship. I pray that Holy Spirit will help them to open up themselves, to leave all the grudges, to release forgiveness, to trust you again, to hold their hands, to step into 2016, into the blessings, relationship that you have prepared for them in order to bless their lives, to bring all the blessings, the joy and happiness that you have installed for them. I thank you for each one of us this afternoon. I pray that you guide them into lives that impactful, influential. Every single week, they will see opportunity to bless others. I thank you for them. I bless this church. I bless this city in the name of Jesus. And everybody says, Amen. Thank you for listening. Thank you for having me. God bless you all.